skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Whistles are these from the top. So today we wanted to say bye bye man. I uh I had gotten uh invited by the same media group that made Bye Bye Man. Uh it's the same studio that also did uh Hardcore Henry and I got I started getting free tickets to go see those movies for that studio uh last year. And Hardcore Henry was fucking awesome and I did like a little review afterwards. Um, like asked and I wasn't allowed to talk about it until the movie came out, but I fucking talked to everyone about it. Um, I loved Hardcore Henry and, uh, I think I got, I'm pretty, I'm almost entirely sure I got free tickets to see Bye Bye Man and I'm just not going to use them (laughs) because, because it just looks like creepypasta the movie. I'm going to walk in the movie and walk out so fast. People are going to call me the Bye Bye Man. (laughs) They're going to be, they're going to be saying Bye Bye to every man in that theater because no one's gonna be there <laughs> what i want to know is why no one's made a movie of this true horror story so yeah. you're familiar with bloody mary right yeah i i also uh the, the biggest falls biggest falls biggest falls <laughs> <Yeah>. all <laughs> right so i heard and i haven't tested this out because i'm too much of a bitch but i heard if late at night two in the morning you go into the bathroom look in the mirror with the lights off and say money three times in the mirror, Guy Fieri shows up and takes you to Flavortown. I, uh, I ate at Guy Fieri's restaurant in New oh, York yeah? City. Did you get diabetes? Uh, maybe. Did he take you to Flavortown? <laughs> he definitely did. I had, um, I had, like, an Italian pizza nachos, which had, like, salami, pepperoni, and, like, tomato sauce on, on shredded, like, five different kinds of shredded cheese. That's disgusting. Oh, I loved it. It was it was inventive. Beautifully Um, disgusting. And then I had a, I didn't finish my burger, but I had a burger with mac and cheese on top of it. You ever see something so hideous? It's like beautiful with how hideous it is. It's like, yeah, but you can't look away. Yeah, that's what that sounds like. The burger or the nachos? Yeah, no, it was. I had a nice crisp. uh, Trip to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say cider, but oh, all right. <laughs> trip well, to the know, hospital. Tomato, tomato. Um. Oh man, no, that's that's cool. Uh, I didn't die. I get made fun of for saying that. Just for that. Um. Yeah, just that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just that moment Is in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> this is lots of pasta, and this is. This asshole next to me is Sir Arthur Conan Booberry. No, 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 that's not my name. It's just Sir Booberry. That's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> I'm fucking going home. Fuck this. Fuck this. I'll put in like a closing the door sound effect or something. Or I won't because now it'll be funnier that I didn't. I hate you. I hate this. I'm never agreeing to this again. You were going to correct me on your name? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, my name's not Sir Arthur, whatever the fuck you said, Boo Barry. My first name's just Sir. Sir, middle name Boo, last name Barry. Or Sir Boob, Airy, if you prefer. Hmm, hmm. Is Sir spelled like S-E-R? Uh, <laughs> it's actually uh, S 
E R R E. But the last E is silent. Oh. It's not like Siri. It's oh. Sir. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, uh. Colin Wilson was here. Wow. I'm oh. just like, ah. Uh, I'm really excited for all these. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh. This lots is, of pasta. This, this is lots of pasta. And we, uh. I'm here with Sir Booberry. Uh. Me. Your host. Captain Death. Hello. Uh, today we are going to start with a story you made me get the minute you left your last episode. I don't know if you have anything else you want to share with us. Any other personal anecdotes? Um, my rash finally went away. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Where was it? Uh, it was like right under the grundle. Mm, can yeah. you describe the grundle <laughs> for, yeah. th- for those listeners that might not know the grundle's location? It's it's this magical place. You got Google what it is. I'm not is it the tunk. Is it the same as the tunk? I don't, I don't know. I'm too afraid to ask what that is. But it was a special, special place. You got to make sure you, you you touch during intercourse. Got a got a nice little little thumb action. You know, you're cupping the balls, and just kind of, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then they just stick the thumb in the butt. Yeah, it's like almost like a solid movement. Like you're grabbing the balls, and then you like thumb up the grundle to the asshole. It's almost like a natural progression of sorts. So the grundle is the tunk. It's the it's the place in between the balls and the anus. Sure. That's, that's also tunk. Oh, well, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, well, that's informative. You know, uh, I learned a lot about your girlfriend just now, and I learned a lot about your prostate. Well, well, well I didn't say we participate in this. We're both good abstinent christians well, i don't say christian <laughs> i didn't say anything about christian exactly so uh we're gonna start with a story that and you couldn't think of the name of this story and we just sat here looking up this dude's work for like what had to have been 15 minutes it was a good time it was a good frustrating time but we got it and uh it's called the nearly departed by richard matheson do we start? The small man opened the door and stepped in out of the glaring sunlight. He was in his early 50s, a spindly, plain-looking man with receding gray hair. He closed the door without a sound, then stood in the shadowy foyer, waiting for his eyes to adjust to the change in light. He was wearing a black suit, white shirt, and black tie. His face was pale and dry skin despite the heat of the day. When his eyes had refocused themselves, he removed his Panama hat and moved along the hallway to the office, his black shoes soundless on the carpeting. Panama! (laughs) 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 Panama! I'm really glad you you did that because that's what crossed my mind as I was reading that. He's just a a good guy. He's got some good taste. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love Panama? The mortician looked up from his desk. Good afternoon, he said. Good afternoon. The small man's voice was soft. Can I help you? Yes, you can, the small man said. The mortician gestured to the armchair on the other side of the desk. Please. The small man perched on the edge of the chair and set the Panama hat on his lap. He watched the... (laughs) Panama! (laughs) It was to hide his raging boner. He, he, He watched the mortician open a drawer and remove a printed form. Now, the mortician said, he withdrew a black pen from his onyx holder. Who is the deceased? He asked gently. My wife, the small man said. The mortician made a sympathetic noise. Eh. Yeah, I was going to ask, what, what do you entitle as a, a sympathetic... Eh. 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds. That's my wife, what I want. My wife just died. <laughs> the mortician made a sympathetic noise. I'm sorry, he said. Yes, the small man gla- gazed at him blankly. Glazed at him. <laughs> yes, as the small oh. man glazed. <laughs> Probably gonna end up cutting them. <laughs> what is her name? The mortician asked. Marie. The small man answered. Glazed. <laughs> Just imagine this naked man glazing this dude. <laughs> Panama. <laughs> So he listens to Panama and he comes on morticians. <laughs> I learned a lot about this guy. Who's the deceased? We need to get him. We need to get him. <laughs> so we need to get him on this show. Uh, God, sounds like a good time. <clears throat> Alright, where, where, where should Marie. I pick back up? Marie. Marie, the small man answered quietly. Arnold, the mortician wrote the name. Address, he asked. The small man told him. Is she there now? The mortician asked. She's there, the small man said. The mortician nodded. I want everything perfect, the small man said. I want the best you have. Of course, the mortician said, of course. Cost is unimportant, said the small man. His throat moved as he swallowed dryly. Everything is unimportant now, except for this. I understand. She always had the best. I saw to it. Of course. There will be many people, said the small man. Everyone loved her. She's so beautiful, so young. She has to have the very best. You understand? Absolutely, the mortician reassured him. You'll be more than satisfied, I guarantee you. She's so beautiful, the small man said. So young. I'm sure, the mortician said. The small man sat without moving as the mortician asked him questions. His voice did not vary in tone as he spoke. His eyes blinked so infrequently the mortician never saw them doing it. When the form was completed, the small man signed and stood. The mortician stood and walked around the desk. I guarantee you you'll be satisfied, he said, his hand expanded. The small man took his hand and gripped it momentarily. His palm was dry, knees weak, arms are heavy, the bomb on his sweater already, mouth spaghetti. spaghetti. But he's nervous. <laughs> on the surface, he's like, calm and ready. <laughs> Drop palms, but it keeps <laughs> on forgetting. No, we can't do this. His palm was dry and cool. We'll be over at your house within the hour, the mortician told him. Fine, the small man said. The mortician walked beside him down the hallway. I want everything perfect for her, the small man said. Nothing but the best. Everything will be exactly as you wish. She deserves the best, the small man stared ahead. She's so beautiful, he said. Everyone loved her. Everybody. She's so young and beautiful. When did she die, the mortician asked. The small man didn't seem to hear. He opened the door and stepped into the sunlight, putting on his Panama hat. He was halfway to his car when he replied, a faint smile on his lips, as soon as I get home. Walked off into the sunset. Oh wow! wow. I was I was gonna, wow. Oh, wow. wow wow. I'm here with Sir Booberry. So so wow. So beautiful. Wow. <laughs> wow. So so I was gonna say like this mortician didn't pick up on how many times this dude said fucking beautiful and deserves the best and. And right, everyone like, he, like like he's just so he talked about her in like the so, present tense like she's still alive how did the mortician not be like uh sir you're, you're being a little fucking but weird like, at the same time he's a mortician like i feel like as a mortician he was masturbating the entire time no like you don't want to be that guy that like asks certain questions that might trigger the person into a blind fit of rage starts throwing shit in your office 
the only adjective they use to describe him is the small man so it's just like you read him very like sympathetically but i kind of imagined him like like really fucking quiet and like meek so i it's hard for me to imagine that the mortician wouldn't have just been like yeah no got it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean he did reiterate that she's very young and beautiful and everyone loved her and I, I, I guess I get what you're saying. The mortician should have been like, yeah, you know, we got it. But at the same time, I guess he was kind of just like, this guy must be upset. His wife's dead. Oh, just repeating himself naturally. Just a crazy old man. Someone will be in here soon for him. Out of coincidence, I'm just going to move on to the next story because it caught my eye. Uh, I have 800 pages of fucking creepypastas. And we're on page 555. And I think that's that's crazy. I just my chest. Yeah. My dog's here again. He's not He's not trying to hump his bed, fortunately. He's being a good little toot. Um this uh <laughs> the story is uh from Arno Sleep. Uh I was uh I was browsing what I did when I wanted to find stories on Arno Sleep. I literally found a way to insert like HTML to give me the oldest logs no sleep hat so i've i've literally started from the beginning of yeah, our no sleep a way on Reddit where you can sort by you oldest. can but no not oldest you have to do it manually this was one of like the f- first four pages of what our no sleep had and it's and i just thought it was funny even though it's just it's not a troll pasta you know it's just reddit no sleep pasta and uh this one is called open letter <laughs> open letter to the woman at walmart this is part one. I'm going to let Sir Booberry read part two when I'm done. Open letter to the woman at Walmart. You have 13 items in your cart. Get out of the fucking 12 items or less line. <laughs> the end. And what I love is, like, it's I have I have three things in my hands, and you have a grocery cart full of groceries. <laughs> Mount Mordor of groceries. Why are you in the self-checkout line? Let fucking John over on aisle two who's bored fucking ring your groceries out. Yeah. You might have to wait a couple fucking minutes, but don't keep everyone else up. But, you know, we the self-checkout is, is considered express, and that's all I do. I don't go to the grocery this to is, actually spend hours in there. This is why I go to Target. You know, you pay a little extra so you don't have to go to Walmart. That's, that's a really good point, because it's the white person's Walmart. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Open letter to the <laughs> woman at Walmart, part one. I saw you when I walked in. It looked like you had been there a while, which is to say homeless. My cart was empty save for the soda I threw in as I walked by the sale right inside the door. You already had your cart half full of food. I feel like our, our story is going to be accurate. So yeah, far. yeah, probably. And a crying baby. And another child dragging his feet as he prepared to throw a tantrum. Your son... I assume he is about four? I saw your frustration mounting with his behavior. I wasn't following you intentionally, we just both needed breakfast foods, I guess. You bought corn pops, which I agree with your son, are the worst of breakfast cereals. This son is very accurate. He's a smart person. I agree with this this four year old. I have CT Crunch. Just talked about it with Terry the Tickler. Best cereal. Love. <laughs> I like fruity pebbles. Uh, I, I like them, but uh, I feel like in my in my older age, uh, I can't quite 
justify inducing that much sugar. sugar. Yeah. 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 I mean, not that cinnamon toast crunch is any better, but if it's I'm going to definitely in- easier. If I'm going to induce sugar, at least has a little bit of a better flavor. That's true. He wanted cocoa puffs. All right. He lost. He lost my opinion. I don't like cocoa puffs, don't like cocoa puffs either. Like cocoa puffs. Never mind. Yeah, I should have get the Reese's puffs. Reese's puffs. Reese's puffs. Yeah. <laughs> Peanut butter chocolate flavor. I'm pretty sure Terry the Tickler and I also sang that really? on his episode. Terry the Tickler and I seem to have a lot in common. I'm a Frosted Flakes man myself, which I actually agree with. I'm more They're very a... simple, but I picked up the Cocoa Puffs too. Next was the chip aisle. You bought pretzels, the small twists. I don't know. I always prefer the rods. The salt ratio is better. I, I heard you try to hush your child. The baby doesn't know better, but Derek does. You aren't to pleading yet. That will come in three more aisles. For now, you are stern. I bought ramen while you bought Campbell's. I shared Derek's distaste for tomato soup. It does taste like warm ketchup. His tantrum is growing. He's pulling on the sides of your cart, yelling, Earthquake! And terrifying the baby. You scold him loudly, and he hangs his head. I, too, share a love of natural disasters, but I prefer hurricanes. I like that we name them. It is comforting to give destruction a name. Now I am following you. I am interested in Derek's story. I watch as you fill your cart with food. I'm so distracted I almost forget to buy crunchy peanut butter. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. My children, they love the crunchy kind. I love smooth, but a parent's love, right? We all make sacrifices. I see Derek try to sneak Capri Sun into the cart. He isn't very stealthy yet. You yell at him and rip the box out of his hands. Once you scoot forward, I pick up the box and put it in my cart. I'll be honest, I got distracted for a few minutes. I needed to go down the baking aisle. I promised my kids we would make Funfetti cake. I don't know what happened, but when I emerged, you were at the corner where the baby clothes and food meat. Derek was crying. You were yelling, and almost in tears yourself. You turned and walked away. You left Derek crying as he sank to the floor. You were only going to go a few aisles and turn back, hoping he had learned his lesson. I've seen it before. I understand. But you should never do that. Did you know that Derek has a very feminine face? You let him grow out his hair. I think you would look good as a blonde. Many girls are doing the pixie cut these days. I have an extra dress just his size in my truck. It has Anna and Elsa. Kids love Frozen. I could scoop him up and hug him. I'd comfort him. Promise to get him some soda and candy. We would be gone before you got to the appointed turn around the aisle. He would love my red truck. All my kids do. When they open the glove compartment, it is filled with toys. I think Chase left his Game Boy on the seat again. Derek could play with it. Derek is too harsh a name for such a delicate child. I like Savannah. You see, the Amber Alert will be looking for a boy with shaggy brown hair, blue jacket, gray Batman t-shirt, jeans, and converse. Savannah won't match. She will love her new brothers and sisters. We're making funfetti cake today. I have too many children right now. It's hard to feed a family of seven. Savannah will have to wait. 
This is shit's premeditated now. It went from like kidnapping to like premeditated kidnapping. I'm actually gonna continue. Yet. I really enjoy yeah, this. <laughs> I'm, I'm invested in this story. Hello again, everyone. This is this is part two to the same I see story. In, in little Derek. In little Derek. Yeah, I see myself. In That's him. funny because I see myself in truck pedophile. Ah. <laughs> well, I see myself uh, in Derek for the sole reason that my mom knows nothing about cereal. And I tell her what to get. <laughs> but she... Well, she doesn't listen. She'll fucking and she gets the goddamn me. regular fucking Cheerios. And I want a Frosted Mom. Dude, I got... That's f- why I moved out. That's the sole reason I moved out. I couldn't handle that kind of bullshit. My mom used to get, like, Special K and, like, Raisin Bran. Like, f- I had to always buy my cereal. That's gross. That's, those, those cereals should be, like... Uh, you know how they have like adult swim in public pools mm-hmm. they sh- and how they have like specific aisles for baby formula and stuff like that like this should we should separate adult cereal and youth cereal and things like that i've actually realized that that most like giant has started doing that really they put all the boring cereals all the way to the right next to the generics hmm. interesting this is part two to the same the same author just continued the story on separate threads so what I'm about to read is part two of, what, what was it called again? Something uh, about open your... Open letter to the woman. Yeah, open letter to the woman. Yeah, open letter to the woman. Will our I've hero ran- capture Savannah? <laughs> Will the lady ever come back for her child? Find out what happens to our heroes next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, dragon Ball Z. Hello again, everyone. I have had some interest in my life since my open letter. Some people thought I did horrific things to my children that churned my stomach to even think about. I am not a monster. I love children. I thought that if I came back, you could see that my children are very happy and healthy. Well, pretty soon a very special day is coming up. My oldest, Claire, is turning 13. She won't be a child anymore, and I'm looking for some ways to celebrate. Perhaps you can help me plan the best birthday for my daughter. I adopted Claire when she was only a few months old. Her mother was unfit to care for her. I lived in New York at the time and would go to a favorite bakery on Wednesdays when they made almond croissants. I had a typical route I would take and would frequently see a young woman carrying her baby or putting the child in a stroller. She must have been a single mother. She always looked exhausted and rushed. Probably a first-time mother, too. She would forget to buckle the restraints in the stroller or have the baby out without a jacket. She was trying her best, I suppose, but she just didn't quite have motherhood down yet. One day... When I was walking by, the baby was outside in the stroller, but the mother was nowhere to be seen. It was a very cold day for October, and as usual, the baby was only in a long-sleeved shirt and pants. No jacket, no hat, no mittens, and no blanket to keep her warm. I hung back and watched. I was going to offer the mother a stern warning, then buy the child some clothes, but she didn't come. I must have waited five minutes, but it seemed like hours. The child was crying and it broke my heart. I wasn't going to take the child, but the mother still hadn't come back and the crying intensified. So I picked her up, wrapped her in my jacket and took her home with me. 
We moved from New York shortly thereafter and have lived on the road ever since. She was a wonderful baby, calm and happy. By far my easiest child to date. She knows she was adopted from an unfit mother and she has never shown any interest in getting to know the woman. I have given her a wonderful life filled with culture and education. Did you know that many states offer online public education? They do. It is so wonderful to let the kids learn at their own pace. Once our brood expanded, we even held a science fairs together. Claire's a special kid. I thought she would be an only child for a long time, but I could see that she missed the companionship that a sibling could bring. I can't remember where we were, Ohio, maybe? And we were stopping in a town for a few days. They had a nice park, but it was pretty empty. A lot of the time, it was just Claire and I. A few days, though, a little boy and little girl would join us. They never came with parents and would eye our picnic lunch hungrily. Soon, I was making extra sandwiches and pulling out extra pudding cups and juicy juice. What was meant to be the last day, I finally realized that their clothes had never changed. When I saw the grass stain from jumping off the swing on the little boy's shirt, that night, Claire asked me about her friends. She was worried about them always being hungry, and they had told her she couldn't come over because their house wasn't safe. I hadn't noticed the bruises on their dark skin, but Claire had. She asked if we could adopt them like I had adopted her. And thus, our family grew for the first, but not last, time. I had plenty of income doing odd jobs online, lots of art commissions, editing, etc. But I realized that my true passion lies with helping children, and began taking online classes to become a social worker. Claire says she wants to follow in my footsteps when she grows up. She's the one who started our piggy bank tradition. Each child has a bank that they get to paint to match their personality, and they put their allowance in it to save for college. She's so smart and wise for a child. Hers has these lovely blue flowers painted in a crown over the pig's head. I'm sorry, I've been rambling. I just don't get the chance to brag about my family very often. They're all such great kids. I should get back to the important part, Claire's birthday. She loves green and blue, so I was thinking of getting colored paper plates and napkins. Does anyone have a link to some streamers or lanterns in those colors? She loves the movie Tangled, so I was thinking of doing a lantern release for her. I have a Rapunzel dress from the Disney store. I think she will love it. We already did Funfetti cake for the twins, so I was thinking chocolate. We're back on the East Coast at the moment, so if anyone has any recommendations for a bakery, I'm all ears. I was thinking of a Publix cake. I usually buy a new game for everyone's birthday, and we play as a family. We don't have Don't Break the Ice, Clue, Monopoly, and Hi-Ho, Cherio. Do you have any that your family's like? Claire's favorite is Clue. I was thinking of Candyland, but I'm not sure. Is Twister still popular? Anyway, the big surprise I'm going to announce is that Claire is going to space camp. After the party, I'm going to leave George in charge. He's the next oldest at 10. Claire and I will drive off, but we aren't going to space camp. I have a pretty spot picked out, surrounded by blue flowers, just like on her piggy bank. I already have the hole dug. No one should disturb us. I bought a beautiful hunting knife. I was thinking of slitting her throat. That seems like the most 
humane way to do it. A gun just draws too much attention, and I don't know that I can bring myself to bludgeon her. I don't want her to be scared. I supposed I could choke her, but she's such a lovely child, well, young woman, and I don't want to mar her last day with ugly bruises. You see, this is why her party must be perfect. It's her last party. I love children, but she won't be a child anymore. So, like, I knew something was going to happen, and, like, it shouldn't surprise me, but, I don't know, it was just, like, the chilling way, uh, it, like, this almost, like, chilling demeanor this person had was just like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill him, whatever, no big deal. Completely like, self-justified. Completely self-justified, doesn't care, and this little kid just loving life, and sh up until killing them, that person seems like a good parent, like, outside of kidnapping as well, um... Like, they're buying them games, cake, party, you know, like, what'd you think of that? I, uh, I, I honestly thought the first part was better right until that, like, last paragraph, um, which is still a bit too on the nose for me to, to enjoy particularly. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know, there's just something about it that was just like, eh, I kind of liked how the first one ended. It was just kind of like the ambiguity of it. Oh, like, it's very ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you don't know if they're going to come back and, like, wait for that child, or I think I like that open-endedness a little bit more. That's what I mean. When like, you, the when second you, one, it's it's just a bit too... It's almost like... I'm, I'm going to kill her. Yeah, it's like cliched. Like, well... <laughs> We're going to keep going with kid ones, I think. Oh, God. Uh, just because those are, there's one I'm saving for you, too, and this one caught my eye, so you could read this one. Alright. There's another daddy in the house. That's usually what Which girls is to say, say when, yeah, like, her dad comes home and her daddy is in the house giving it to her good. Uh, I was gonna say homosexual parents, but oh. okay. Sugar well, daddy. You know, we went two different directions. Homosexual and, and very sexual. Um, mm. But alright. So there's another daddy in the house. I was gently nudged awake in the middle of the night. I saw my four-year-old son standing in front of me, clutching his favorite bear. He whispered something inaudibly to me. In my haze, I could not quite make out what he said. I said, what, buddy? And then it became clear. There's another daddy downstairs, he whispered in that apprehensive way that he does. What? I said. I heard him, but I could not believe what he just said. There's another daddy downstairs. Just like you, but he's angry. Okay, buddy, I said as I lifted him up and set him in bed beside his mother. I pulled the aluminum baseball bat out from behind the bed stand and crept downstairs as quietly as I could. Surely I would have heard someone coming in the house. The alarm system had not gone off. I padded softly as I stepped, hoping my son was having a bad dream. By the time my foot touched the bottom step, I smelled it. I had not smelled it in years, but you never forget it. Single malt scotch. The air was pungent with it. I had not drank in four years, but the aroma was unmistakable. Who brought alcohol into this house? I never noticed the creaking hardwood floors before, but they sounded like thunder in an otherwise quiet house. Then I heard the panting. Someone was here. The panting was rage, pure and undeniable. Almost like a dog just after a fight when he's not quite ready for the fight to be over. I peered around the corner into the dining room from where the breathing was coming. Whatever was breathing was stationary. I glazed around, and even in the dark... Glazed? <laughs> glazed? I came all over my house. <laughs> I gazed around... <laughs> And even in the darkness, I could make out the moonlight splashing on the figure of a man. 
standing facing a wall. He did not notice me. It stood there, billowing deep, heaving breaths just facing a blank wall. No wait, that wall isn't blank. There's something on it. It's my wife's bridal portrait. The monster is just breathing intense rage at it, and it looks like he's damaged it somehow. I wait for another few seconds for my eyes to adjust. It's clear. He smeared the word whore on the bridal portrait. I am now beyond panic. I grip the bat tightly. I'm frozen in between that fight or flight stage. Do I grab my wife and son and run, or do I attack it while it does not notice me? Even if I did attack it, it's so hopped up on adrenaline right now, I don't think I could harm it. In my moment of indecision, I finally could make out whoever this is. He does look like me. The decision to fight or run was made for me. It slowly turned and peered over its shoulder to me and says in a haunting, graveled voice, I hate you. What? I could barely get out in dismay. I hate you, it muttered again. I hate everything about you. This is your fault, all of it. I hope you fucking die. The heart-pounding terror that washed over me was like none I had ever experienced. I finally realized blood was everywhere. Everywhere. It was all over the walls, the floors, his clothes, his hair. It was like he bathed the room in it. How dare you marry that fucking harlot? I told you a decade ago this would happen, and now I'm going to kill you. It turned and began to come at me. I slammed the door at the bottom of the stairs shut and could feel him pulling against it. I heard him screaming on the other side like a rabid dog, banging against it with the fury of a pack of wolves. The struggle went on for what seemed like an eternity. Several times I nearly lost the grip on the door handle and then it suddenly stopped. I took a moment to catch my breath. I was too afraid to let go of the door. Whatever that thing was, I didn't want it crawling up the side of the house or trying to sneak into the second floor window. So in a panic, I dashed upstairs to grab my son. I flipped the light on and saw him covered in blood sitting on my bed beside my wife whose skull had been bashed in. Daddy, you made mommy sick with your bat. Why did you do that? The bat were covered in blood and chunks of bone and hair. Blood soaked my shirt and face. What had I done? I was holding the bat in my right hand and something in my left. It was my glass of scotch. <laughs> Alcoholism. Jesus Christ. Dude dude gets wild I mean, when he gets his scotch. I kind of saw that coming. Hold on. Yeah, you got it. I kind of saw that coming, like, when he smelled the scotch, said he hadn't drank in four years, like... I was kind of like, alright, this is going to be about some dude battling his inner demon, and apparently his inner demon had won already. Like, when they mentioned the blood. So, while this one was good, I kind of saw it coming. I'm just confused, like, then how did the son know about another kid, or another dude downstairs that looked exactly like his dad? I don't know, maybe, like, maybe the kid said something different but in his drunken stupor he took it as like the way he said it i don't know he maybe he was half asleep or something i don't know i I actually believe that i would believe that that makes sense that just that's justified in my head he had to have been either drunken or schizophrenic so (laughs) you know killed his wife wife. good times uh i'm gonna read I'm going to read one from a, a series that's called, uh, I think, Stories to Tell Alone at Night, which is from a really creepy website um, that I definitely suggest. Listeners, yeah. Stories to Read Alone at Night. Just Google that. The website looks like it's from like Windows 98. It's really creepy and old. Um, good stories. This story's called Maggie from Stories to Read Alone at Night. Mommy. But I was the daughter. I'm the daughter. Okay. You're, you're the... 
got it, baby. Unless you want to be the mom. No, doctor. continue. Do you want to be the doctor? No, I'll be the mom. Okay. Mommy? Yes, dear? Will you play with me? Oh, I'd love to, sweetie, but Mommy has to work. You always say that. I know, sweetie. I'd rather go outside and play with you, but grown-ups have to work. But I don't have anyone to play with. Well, you'll make friends soon enough once school starts. Now, why don't you run along and Mommy will take you get to get ice cream later? I get two scoops. Two scoops it is, but only if you're good and let Mommy work. Mommy? Mommy? Mommy! Shh. Maggie, you can see I'm on the phone. No, I'm sorry. It's my daughter. Can you hold for one second, please? Thanks. Mommy, I'm bored. Mommy's working right now, honey. I'm bored. Play with me. Not now, honey. I told you Mommy's working. Don't yell at me. I'm not yelling. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Listen, when I was your age, I used to have tea parties with my stuffed animals. I'd pretend that I was in the tower of a beautiful castle. There was a moat with swans and everything. And we'd all sit in a circle and enjoy our tea, and each guest got to choose their own sandwich. Anything they wanted. I remember that Mr. Flappy, my pet seal, always got tuna and oysters on banana bread. That's gross, Mommy. Maybe to you and me, but seals love tuna and oyster sandwiches, especially on banana bread. Do you think that Mr. Binky and Princess Sasha would like tea in a sandwich? I don't know. Why don't you go find out? Okay, Mommy. I just wanted to note real quick that the way uh, the way this kid says play with me makes me think of Sabrina from fucking Pokemon. Yeah! <laughs> play with me. Yeah! Play with me. All work and no play makes Mommy a dumb bitch. <laughs> Maggie, are you up here? Are you having another tea party? Yes, Mommy. I thought I heard giggling. What's so funny? Princess Sasha spilled her tea all over Clyde's fur and Olive said that he was all wet. My, that is funny. Now, which one is Olive? She's sitting right here, Mommy. Right where? Here. Right here? Yeah, Mommy. She's makes me laugh. <laughs> yes, Mommy. She makes me laugh. I told her we could play on the porch swing later. Well, it's nice to meet you, Olive. You know, when I was your age, I had a friend like Olive. Her name was Samantha, and we had a lot of fun together. Now come down for lunch soon. Okay, Mommy. Maggie, I told you to dry off after your bath. I did, Mommy. Then why are there what footprints running down the hall? I don't know, Mommy. Maggie, we talked about lying. But I'm not lying, Mommy. And why did you put your dirty clothes back on? I didn't, Mommy. Why are you lying? I have eyes and know that you were wearing that outfit before you took your bath. But I didn't take my bath yet, Mommy. Maggie, I don't have time for your lies. It was Olive. You're telling me Olive spilled water all over the floor? She leaks sometimes. Maggie, I'm giving you one last chance to take responsibility for your actions and clean this water up. We don't lie in this house. But it wasn't me. I'm not lying. Go to bed. But, Mom... I said go to bed. I don't talk to liars. We don't she don't want no scrub. Scrub is a bitch that get no love from me. Hanging out the best in your side. We're best friends, right? Trying to holla at me. Mommy? What is it, Maggie? Olive said she's sorry for making a mess on the floor. She says she can't help it sometimes. She just takes a piss everywhere. <laughs> she leaks. <laughs> she hopes you're not still mad. What did I say about telling the truth in this house? But I am telling the truth. That's it. Go back to your room and don't come out until you're ready to be honest. Mommy, no. I said go. Maggie, your bath is ready. Go get in and I'll come check on you in a minute. 
Don't give me that face. Go get in the bath. Now, Maggie. Mommy, the water's freezing. I'm coming to check on you. You better be in the tub. But it's freezing, Mom. No, it's not. I just ran it, and it was nice and warm. Now, if you're not in there by the time I come in, you're really going to get it. Maggie, why are you shivering? It's freezing, Mommy. It's not freezing. I just ran it. See, it's... Oh, my God. It's, it's ice cold. I told you. Oh, come here. Let's get you out of there. I'm sorry. I just ran it, and it was nice and hot. You didn't believe me. I'm so sorry, honey. Let's get you under the covers, and we'll read a story together. Will you read a happy story? Of course I will. And your friend Olive can listen, too. She's not here, Mommy. She's not? Where did she go? She's hiding from her Mommy. Why is that? Did she do something wrong? She said she didn't do anything wrong. She said her Mommy gets real mad sometimes and she has to hide. Well, Mommies get angry sometimes. She said that you're a better Mommy. That she'd like for you to be her Mommy, too. You tell Olive that I'll be her mommy too and she can visit me whenever she likes. Okay, mommy, I'll tell her. Maggie, you barely touched your dinner. Are you feeling alright? Yes, mommy. Then why don't you eat some more? I'm not hungry. But spaghetti is your favorite. I made it just for you. I don't want to. How about three more bites? Will you do it for me? I don't want to, mommy. Why not? I don't want to stretch. You mean grow? Honey, growing is normal. You're getting a little taller every day. Not that, Mommy. Then what's wrong? Are you afraid you'll get fat? Did the kids at school tell you that? No. Honey, you're growing. You need to eat to be healthy and strong. But I don't want to stretch. <laughs> you won't stretch, I promise. You're beautiful, and you need to eat if you want to stay that way. But you can't eat too much, or stay in the bath too long, or your skin will stretch, and then it won't work. That's not true, honey. Besides, you're too young to worry about that. Why your skin and bones as it is? You could stand to gain a few pounds. Now eat a few bites for me and then we'll watch some TV. Okay, Mommy. Mommy! Mommy, what's wrong? What? Oh, yes. Mommy just... just thought she saw something. I guess I just scared myself. Everything's fine, Maggie. But there's nothing there? No, just my reflection in the mirror. I, I guess I've just been working too hard. You're scared of the mirror? No, honey. My mind was just playing tricks on me. It happens when you're tired. What's in the mirror? Nothing. Nothing. See for yourself. It's just us, Mommy. You're funny. You even spilled your water. I know, Maggie. I'll clean it up. Now get back to bed. Maggie? Yes, Mommy? What are you doing? Playing princesses. Is your friend Olive playing too? No, she's hiding. From her Mommy? No. From you. She said that you don't like her because you think she's ugly. That's not true, sweetie. It's like we learned. You never judge a book by its cover. Remember when we talked about that? Yes. So no matter what someone looks like on the outside, it's what's on the inside that matters. Yes, Mommy, but Olive said that she wanted you to be her Mommy too, but you won't because you think she's ugly. Maggie, that's not true. I'll be Olive's Mommy too, just like I said I would. Now what does your friend look like? I don't know, Mommy. Is she a girl? A little girl like you? Yes. See, I'd never turn my back on a little girl, no matter what she did. Does she have nice blonde hair like you? No, her hair is dark and curly. Does she have blue eyes like you? Uh, no, her eyes are whiter. They're not brown or blue or green? No, Mommy, whiter. Is there anything else about her? Anything different? 
yes, mommy. Her skin is loose. That's why she leaks. Honey, why don't you come sleep in my room tonight? Okay, mommy. I said stop it. You're hurting me. I'm telling my mom. Mom, Olive's pinching me. Maggie, why are you yelling? Are you crying? I pinched myself, mommy. It hurt for a second, but it doesn't hurt anymore. I think we need to get out of the house. You've got yourself all worked up. Why don't we go for some ice cream? Maggie, your forehead is wet. Were you running around? It's okay, mommy. I won't leak anymore. Leaking? Why, you're downright- Can we go for ice cream now, mommy? I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of that. But it's unnerving. So the leaking is sweat. Oh, wait. Did, like, Olive take over Maggie's body? That's what I'm- that's what I'm getting. That's what it seems like. Yeah. I think, uh, she probably saw, like, a ghost kid version of her in the mirror. And then the mom probably saw it about her own daughter and got, like, freaked out or something. Yeah. Interesting. Because there's a lot of context clues. This entire, this entire, you know, series works as a conversation. Huh. I liked that one. I enjoyed that one, yeah. Let's see what the other, uh... I feel like it could have been, like, a little bit shorter. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could have got the point across in less... In less time. Yeah. I agree. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out, like, the characters. Like, are there two, only two characters? That was what? I guess I'm Larry. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Larry! Larry! Larry boy! Alright, so this one's called They're Everywhere. I can't help it, Doctor. They're fucking everywhere. Nobody knows but me. Knows what, Larry? About the demons! They're everywhere. Tell me about the demons, Larry. What do they look like? Leathery, shiny black skin, spindly limbs with single claws for feet, wings like reaper's cloth, and the eyes. The man on the couch shudders. <laughs> Say the man on the couch. The man on the couch shudders. The man on the couch shudders. <laughs> Why did you read it like that? I don't know. <laughs> That's I'm not a part of the conversation. I know it's not. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like... All right. The man on the couch shudders. Thank you. What's wrong with their eyes, Larry? They're huge! Yoge. <laughs> They're huge. They take up half of the face. They don't even look like eyes. They're like a million eyes clumped together, and they're red. Okay, enough about what they look like. What makes them so terrifying to you personally? Do the demons have an attraction to you? What is it you don't like about them? Do you... Do you want to fuck them, Larry? Oh, God, I want to fuck them so bad. I want to fuck them so fucking bad. I want to glaze them. Glaze them real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know all kinds of things about them. They go into graveyards and crawl into the earth and feast on the flesh of corpses at night. They get into food and poison it with their own vomit. They eat rotting carcasses of animals right off the side of the road. They float around people who don't notice them and pop their claws into their flesh and inject them with disease and rot and all the pain and all the corpses they fed on before. They're disgusting, loathsome creatures and... Okay, Larry. Now tell me where you see these demons. Everywhere! In the park. They hover in the air behind families and the people don't even see them. Then they pop their claws into their flesh and they inject disease and... Okay, Larry. You said that before. Now... I'll need to see you twice a week from now on. Are Wednesdays and Fridays good for you? Larry nods as he is let out the door by the two escorts in white. 
When it opens again, the psychiatrist's secretary walks in. Did you find out why that schizophrenic won't eat anything? Yes. I'm afraid he'll have to be force-fed for a while longer, though. He thinks demons are everywhere, poisoning food. We're going to have to find a way to get rid of his... Pteranarchophobia. 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 what? The fear of flies. Oh, shit, a little bit scared of flies. They're everywhere! Everywhere. Where's Jeff Goldblum, the fly? Isn't he in that movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I like Jeff. Jeff Goldblum. Are there any dinosaurs in this dinosaur park? Yeah. Life finds a way. <laughs> finds a way. Chaos theory. These flies are going to find a way. If he's talking about mosquitoes, I'm all up on him. Fuck mosquitoes, dude. Flies aren't that bad. No, flies are alright. They're annoying, sure. As annoying as a pupper. Sitting <laughs> in your lap. <laughs> they won't Uncle get Roman. off my lap. Grunting like an old man. Oh, standing on my nuts, pup. Oh, he will not hesitate to step on testicles if given the option. He will always step on the testicles. Tell him what's what, pup. Tell him what's what, pup. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I picked that up. Uh, let's get another short one. Yeah, I think we got time for one more. And, and this will kind of be like uh, Booth World. Booth World Industries. Yeah, kind of. <clears throat> so this one's called 911. 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, hi. Um, this is gonna sound kind of strange, but there's a man stumbling around in circles in my front yard. Uh, could you repeat that, sir? He looks sick or lost or drunk or something. I, I just woke up to get a glass of water and heard snow crunching around underneath my front window, so I peeked out. I'm looking at him now. He's about 10 yards away from my house. Something's not right. What is your address, sir? 1617 Quarry Lane in Pinella Pass. I'm going to send a squad card your way, but that's quite a ways out. Are you alone in your house, sir? Yes, I'm alone. Can you confirm that all your doors and windows are locked? Stay on the phone with me. I know that my front is definitely locked, but I'll go check my back door again real quick. My anus! (laughs) Gotta check the back door! I appreciate your help, by the way. I know that this is kind of strange, but I, I really hope that... Sir? Are you still there? He's... He's still in the yard. But he's... What the fuck? He's upside down. Sir? Stay on with me. What is happening? He's staring at me. He's staring right at me. But he's... He's standing on his hands now. He's perfectly still, staring straight at me. He's doing a handstand. And he's smiling at me and not moving. For someone to be smiling while they're doing a handstand, would they have to frown? Or would would, would they... No, I think, I think, I think, like, maybe even, like, he's doing it, like, this way. You know, like a contortionist. He's, he's doing a handstand, sir? I, I don't know how he, yeah, he's facing me and standing on his hands, and he's got this huge smile, and he's perfectly still. What the fuck? Please get someone out here now! Sir, I need you to remain calm. I've put out the call and an officer is on his way. His teeth are so huge! What the fuck?! Please help me! Sir, I want you to try and keep an eye on him, but make sure your back door is locked again. We need to make sure all possible access points are secured. Can you talk me through and confirm that your back door is locked? Okay, I'm, I'm walking backwards now and keeping him in my sight. My hand is on the back door knob. 
Uh, it's locked. I need to check the deadbolt, so I'm going to take my eyes off of him for a split second. Alright, sir. Help us on the way. Just stay on the phone with me. Everything's going to be alright. Sir? Sir, are you still there? He's... His face. It's up against the glass. Sir, I need you to speak up. What is happening? I looked away for a split second, and now his face. It's pressed up against my front window. His teeth are huge, and he's still smiling. There's no... There's no color in his eyes. Jesus, please help me. Why won't... Why won't it just fucking move? Sir, I need you to go to the nearest room and lock yourself inside of it. Do you have a basement or a bedroom that you can lock yourself in? He won't stop staring. He's going to hurt me. Sir, I need you to listen to me. Lock yourself somewhere safe until the officer arrives at your house. Can you hear me? I... Yes. Yes. I'm going to lock myself in my room. Are you positive that you're alone in your house, correct? Yes, I'm alone in the house. Wait, wait a moment, he's moving. He's shaking his head. He's telling me no. He can hear us. He's telling me I'm not alone. Sir? Sir, are you still there? I heard a loud noise, is everything alright? Sir? Nice. Damn. Damn, that was that's, that's pretty. That's pretty fucking pretty creepy. Usual creepypasta. There's a there's a there's a guy who's been working on the windows around my house, and I came out of my basement, and I and I looked right over, and literally the first thing in my fucking view was this like old looking dude, huge beard, long scraggly hair under like a do rag, wearing like a really old hobo jacket. Perfect. And uh, that's kind of how I imagined this guy. That's fair. Terrifying. That's fair. Creepy dude. Huge yeah. teeth. That's frightening. It kind of reminded me of, uh... What's it? Muriel's? Muriel's Eustace. cousin's? No. No, Eustace's her husband. What's Muriel's cousin? Fred. It's Fred. Oh! Nice teeth. Yeah. Huge teeth. Naughty. Naughty. I've been naughty. naughty. Yeah, that guy watched too much Careers of Cowardly Dog. But so did I. So. Oh, who didn't? And if you didn't, you're wrong. Yeah. I think Terry the Tickler quotes the snowman all the time. And there are just times that I... The snowman? The snowman? The snowman? I, oh. don't, I don't want to be the old maid. Ah. He's I, like the Sean Connery snowman. For some reason, I thought of the, the robot. No, that's Robot Randy. He's Christopher Walken. I just want to make reindeer. I all I want to do is, is carve my wooden reindeers. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, all the villains are kind of like impressions of people. <laughs> I never realized that. Except for the fucking what's his name? Return the slab. <laughs> also for the curse. The man and ghost. The man and ghost. King Ramses. Blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, we love Curse Cowardly Dog. I actually think that that might have inspired the reason I love Spoopy Pasta. Because that's like Spoopy Pasta, the cartoon. It's like kids' Spoopy Pasta. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I wouldn't even say for kids. That show was fucking that terrifying. Was fucking frightening. There were some terrifying fucking episodes. It was... I yeah, like, let's, like let's, go out, let's go out with our scariest fucking episodes. I know that... Uh, I was going to say, the King Ramses ones still unnerves me because the CGI is just that bad. I like the Fox one. Not for being scary, but just because I love the character. Like, 
Who there? Who there? Some granny stew. Gotta I make love that some character. Cajun granny stew. No, no. Cajun fox stew. Not for you. <laughs> I love that character. Oh. Um, I, I love Doctor Gerbil. I, I think Doctor Gerbil is Dr. my favorite. Scary one. What? Also, what was his first name? Uh, I don't know. I just remember the song. <laughs> it's Doctor Gerbil. It's Doctor. And like they're fucking Bulls racing through this weird ass fucking to, like, river. Music. Yeah, and it's very weird, and it wasn't enjoyable. No, he's like. He says something along the lines of like, "Hi, my name's Gerbil, Doctor Gerbil, but my friends call me Laureline or something like something along those lines." Um, one of my uh, it's Marlind. Oh man! One of my spoopiest ones was the um, the great. Oh, wasn't it the Great Fusilio or something like that? The Great Fusili. Fusili. Yeah, and he, like, turns them into, like, puppets. Yeah. And, like, there was a, a big theory that, like, that was actually the, like, like, Eustace and Muriel died, and, like, Courage went on to, like, enact a life with the, their puppets, and it was kind of just weird. Denial. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I love, I love the explanation of the show as, like, the entire cartoon is the dog's perspective. Yeah. I lo- like he thinks there's nothing nothing he thinks nothing exists outside of his house. He thinks they live in the middle of nowhere because the land is just huge and dogs don't perceive space. And the only two people he knows is someone who probably isn't a dick to him, but he's just afraid of him, Eustace, and someone who gives him all the love and attention in the world, mm-hmm. Muriel. And the cats are terrifying. The ducks are terrifying. Even like lawnmowers are terrifying, and everyone is and everyone is evil, and they're all monsters. And it describes why dogs bark at fucking everything except for you. Isn't that right, pup? Isn't that right? Oh, it's adorable and and just hilarious, and I love that, that right, show pup? so much. So this is lots of pasta with uh, Captain Death, Sir Booberry, and little pup Toodles. Little little pupper pups. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear him like grunting. Making little old man noises. Little grunts. I call him little old man noises. Grunt. Grunt for them. Grunt for them. Grunt for them. I'll have him smack the mic. Come here. Give me this mic. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> any, any, any final words? Uh, it is... Always my pleasure to be on lots of pasta for someone who fucking hates pasta, the dish with a passion. I love me some creepy pasta. <laughs> you manhandling my dog right now.